This is the Quadrant Podcast, Episode 2. Hello again, guys. We're back for this week's episode. For this week, we decided to do something a little bit different, finding our guest, and we did a small Reddit campaign where we posted on four subreddits looking for four people to share their stories. And this is the first result of that campaign, and we're really, really excited to see where it takes. Once again, I would like to remind you all that we're here to share your story. If you have a story to share, don't be shy. Email us at infoquadrant at gmail.com. Really, feel completely free to email us and we will record an episode for you. You can also share a little bit of your story on our Facebook page. And while you are there, please give us a like and share it to your friends. Well, and here we have Alex, our week's guest, and he is going to present himself. Alex? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, my name is um, Alex Geasley. I'm from uh, County Cork down in the south of Ireland. Uh, I graduated from the University College of Cork back in 2012, and um, uh, my story is based around my travels in Iceland, where I spent three months as a uh, conservation uh, volunteer. I was um, a trail team leader, which means I uh, was in charge of my own trail team, and we spent the whole summer traveling around Iceland, going to the various national parks doing conservation work to um, help preserve uh, Iceland's natural habitats. Well, interesting, but uh, tell us tell us a little bit of how you decided to spend three months of your life just <laughs> doing conservation work. Well, the, the main reason is I, um, I, I went up there originally in 2011. I only did six weeks and... Um, that was to get uh, college credit for right. my ology course. Um, and I just kind of picked somewhere on the map. I was like, everybody was going down to South Africa or uh, like Argent or um, South America. Yeah, so I, I headed up to Iceland to, um, to do... I, I found this website called Working Abroad and they were like, hey, we need people to work in Iceland for uh for six weeks and that was like the bare minimum six weeks is what i needed under my belt in order to get college credit so i was like okay i'll just go up there i'll do bare minimum amount of work and uh get my college credit and leave and what kind of work did you did you do during those it was, it was a lot of trail building a lot of um blocking off old trails like iceland's tourist industry right now is booming it's 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 the most visited it's ever been, and um, as a result of that, there's a lot of damage being done to the natural uh, environment up there. All right. So um, what we kind of go up there to do is, you know, maintain that so that um, you know tourists can keep visiting and, and keep appreciating it, but uh, also minimize the impact that the tourists have on that environment. All right. Nice. Uh. So what, what was I talking about? So you, after those six weeks, you go back to Ireland, to university, right? Yeah, yeah. What I, what I, I went up there and I didn't expect that I would absolutely fall in love with the country. It was, I'm a pretty kind of, I consider myself very lucky in that I'm 
quite well traveled so I uh, I um, I went up there and I didn't expect like I've been to loads of places I've been interrailing around Europe I've been to the States you know nice. but Iceland is definitely without a doubt the most beautiful country I've ever seen in my entire life it's it's just it's it's also one of like the least densely populated countries in the world so there's like the majority of the population is in Reykjavik which is the capital okay. and the rest of the country is just kind of empty and it's it's incredibly peaceful it's incredibly beautiful and um I I fell in love with the place so I decided to come back in 2013 as a um as a trail team leader so that means I had my own uh, group of volunteers that I was in charge of right and uh we traveled around the country and worked in the various national parks and um just generally did good work right but those those 3 months that's a very that was a very long time, right? That that was must must have been an interesting decision to be three months cut off cut off of everything. Well, living pretty much in wilderness. Yeah, that it, that was. I kind of that's what I liked about it. I mean, I like getting away from everything now. And then. Like I'm I'm a guy who kind of likes extremes, so I really like either big city life or just being completely cut off from everything. Like we we're up in the highlands in Iceland, which is. Uh, this place that's so cut off, like radio signals can't even reach you out there. So once you're up there, you're you're cut off from everybody. It, it is very hard to get. Like even like um, the nearest hospital is very far away, which is a really big worry for me in case any of my volunteers got hurt or injured. It would take a very long time to get help for them. Wow! Wow! Did did anything like that happen? Um something did happen it was very minor it was just a, an ear infection but I did have to drive for I think it was an hour and a half to get her to a hospital um, but she she was okay in the end it wasn't it, was any, it wasn't anything serious it wasn't like a broken leg or anything <laughs> no no crying tears so if I'm going to die I do drive in at 200 <laughs> kilometers per hour no drama no 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 I did I did I, it was camping out as well for the whole summer and like Icelandic weather is really, really unpredictable. So um, I did end up getting caught in a storm one night in my tent and it ended up snapping all of my tent poles. And just I was trying to sleep and my tent just collapsed around me and I had to just pick everything up and go sleep in, in the care that we had. <laughs> so how how does... How does it feel after a while? After you have been a month out there, and we, one of the things that people criticize the most of our, our actual way of living is how addicted we are to being connected to everything and being informed, and that we don't listen to, to each other, and that we don't listen to ourselves. But after, and this has happened to me, after uh, a mere weeks of being uncommunicated, you, you sort of start feeling different. You sort of start paying attention to your surroundings in a different way. You start hearing to other people in a different way do did you went through any of this kind of experiences absolutely yeah um definitely it, it at the start you're, you're um you kind of go through withdrawal symptoms so you're <laughs> you're like i i don't know what's going on in the world and it's like I think I, I'd managed to get like um, an internet connection once a week at the weekend when um, we just go like to the nearest town and do something fun. I'd like uh, catch up on stuff, and you really don't miss out on a lot. It's amazing the amount of like crap you f you fill up your life with uh, when you 
when you're uh, constantly connected like uh so you you kind of just get back to the basic important things when you're disconnected for such a long time which is uh when i got my internet connection i'd just send emails to my parents and my friends and that would everything else like you know stuff like facebook and twitter and youtube and all other stuff like that gets completely cut off and it's amazing how much you you think you'd miss it but you actually don't which is what i really liked about it well one more more important thing you you promised us there will be drinking in this story so where is the drinking <laughs> yes um okay well i like just go ahead with my story Southern. yeah 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 go go yeah. go full 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 steam forward man yeah tell tell okay. us the story all right uh so the god the when when we first get to iceland i i uh we're put in charge of training in the volunteers so it's two weeks of training one week is in uh asia which is in the southwest of the country the second week is in holar which is um at a university campus it's a very very small university up in the north of iceland and uh So we travel up there and we uh, train in the volunteers. We teach them how to do like various woodworking skills and step building and stuff like that. And uh, when it comes to the end of their training, we have kind of like a little party for them, uh, which means we we get like um, lots of lamb. Just lamb is very popular in Iceland. We barbecue the lamb and we eat that. And then we uh, the the university, which is kind of like um. It's about a 20 minute walk away from our campsite. We we go there and it has a beer club. <laughs> so we me and one of my other volunteers, Chris, we kind of finished up our dinner and we and the others kind of wanted to get ready, you know, they wanted to have showers and stuff. And we just wanted to drink, so we uh we made our way over there and we get to the beer club and it's closed. And We're kind of like knocking on the door and we're asking people. We go into the university reception and we ask there and the guy behind the reception desk tells us that the guy who runs the beer club is also in charge of the rescue, the search and rescue team there. Right. Brilliant combination. Yeah. <laughs> so he's out uh, trying to find a guy who was out fox hunting and he fell into a river. So he's out trying to find this guy. Uh, I think they found him eventually after a while um, and he comes back and he like he finds me and Chris just kind of like just like sitting down like with our heads in our hands outside the, the outside the beer yeah <laughs> <laughs> just he comes like stumbles across this pathetic sight of just two guys who just badly wanted a beer after a very long day at work so he he lets us in eventually and um We we come in and we sit down and we uh, order our beers and everything's good, you know. Like, Icelandic people, when you first talk to them, they're very quiet, you know, they're very quite reserved. But and after a couple of beers, they open up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Once you get them out of their shell, they, they won't stop talking exactly. to you, you know. So, um, so we sit down, we have a few beers, we get talking to the locals, and uh, it's, a lot, it's a lot of students, a lot of people up there doing PhDs and stuff. And then uh, the other volunteers kind of start trickling in one by one. And uh, and then some more locals show up. 
and there's this guy like the the door of the beer club is kind of small it's basically like a little cow shed that's been renovated into this beer club okay it's got like loads of fridges full of loads of different beers from all around all around the world and uh the door is really small and this in walks this guy he is I, I, he's, I'm six foot two, and this guy is like a good bit taller than me. So he has to like duck in to go through the door. He's also incredibly wide because he's just so muscular, you know. He's, he's, it's like the bloody, like the Terminator just walked into the beer club, you know. And he sits down, and like he just kind of like pushes aside people and like sits down in our circle. And he's just this kind of like really kind of quite like reserved even for an Icelandic person. He's really like he doesn't say very much, but when he does, it's it's like you, you pay attention, you know. Okay. And uh, he's kind of a bit aggressive. I don't know if he had been drinking already, but he was being very aggressive. And uh, he he was like. You know, coming onto the girls very strong, and they were kind of getting a bit uncomfortable. So they they all left after a while, and it was eventually just uh, me, Chris, him, and his friends left in there. And he he pulls out a little box of um, snuff. Do you know what snuff is? No. Snuff is this kind of um, I think it's like a tobacco product oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. you sniff. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. know what it is. Yeah, and you you put it on your hand and you sniff it and. I absolutely hate this stuff. I every time I sn- sniff it, I it's usually when I'm drinking, and then I wake up the next day, and I just end up pulling this big brown lump out of my nose because oh. <laughs> it like clears out your head. But it like the next day, your your sinuses are just packed with this brown crap. So I absolutely hate it. I've done it only like once or twice before that. So he pulls it out, and. He, he puts a bit on his hand and he gives it to Chris and like Chris does it you know because he's a cool guy and he wants to be liked by everybody <laughs> and and uh, he he offers it to me and he goes uh, I goes no thanks I, I absolutely hate that stuff and he goes what is what is wrong with you are you are you a man or a moose <laughs> I'm a moose <laughs> a moose yeah and I was just like well Mooses are actually quite big, so I like. I'm not sure if I'd rather be. I'm like obviously t- taking way too long to think about his question, and when he clearly went, "Am I a man or a mouse?" Uh, <laughs> I'm just like, God, yeah, no, moose are quite big, so I'm, I'm not too sure. And how, how did he, he take that? <laughs> he did. He he just thought I was making fun of him, and he wasn't taking it very well. So <laughs> he he just kept he kept offering it to me. He kept saying to me. And eventually, I, I sniffed it and I grabbed his two shoulders and I said, "I'm not a man or a mo- uh, moose. I'm a oh god, I'm a I'm a house or something like that." House. Because I, kind of, I was quite drunk. <laughs> I tried to I tried to like look cool, but I ended up just failing spectacularly. So I ended up like messing it up completely. <laughs> so he. Uh, so he was he was drunk and just you you said you were a house. He said I'm a building, and the other guy said. Yeah. <laughs> he was like literally a skyscraper at this stage. Like, <laughs> so I I and I tried to like look cool and walk away, and I was like, come on, Chris, let's go. So I get up and I start to walk out the door, and do you know you know that scene in um in the Back to the Future movies? You know the Back to the yep, Future. Yep, I do. Right? Yeah. 
So you know that scene where Marty McFly is walking away from Biff Tannen, and Biff goes, what's the matter, McFly? Are you chicken? Yeah. And McFly stops and turns around, and he'll just say something to... That's what that's what this guy basically did to me. I, I was going to walk out the door, and he shouts after me. He goes, I can name every capital of every country in the world. <laughs> So I, I stop, and I was like, i got to go back. I, I had to do it. <laughs> so I, I turned around, and I walked back, and I sat down next to him, and I was like, I just started naming off countries. So I was just like, I don't know, Venezuela, or what's Venezuela, lads? Caracas. Caracas. Uh, like Nigeria, the Democratic Republic. Like trying to slip him up, you know, and he was able to just, he was like a, he was like a robot, you know, like he was able to rattle them off, no problem. Like he his eyes would roll back in his head and he'd just be able to say these nations' capitals. So I eventually like I have this I don't know why, but I have this really weird just my go to weird country which is Turkmenistan. Okay. Okay. So I goes I, I kinda pulled this out of nowhere, I was like, What's the capital of Turkmenistan? And you could see like his his eye was like starting to twitch and I was like, oh my god, I got him. He doesn't know the capital of Turkmenistan. And, uh, and uh, I, <laughs> I, I, was t- I honestly God thought he was just like going to start malfunctioning and just like start <laughs> flipping tables over. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he, he couldn't get it. And I was like, it's, uh, it's Ashgabat. And he was like, okay, fine. And I was like, yes. So I, I managed to, I, I walked out of there feeling pretty heroic and a bit drunk and, uh, and that's my story that's it that's all I got for you. <laughs> but it's a very good one we're, we're, we're yeah. trying to, to hold our laughs here while you were telling it <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah. know how that how that uh, challenge came up I mean you were leaving his like I can name all the countries in all the, all the countries capitals in the world so, and you just turned yeah, dramatically you know, like, I'm going to fight you or I don't know or insult you no, I, I'm, I'm smart I can name all the cities in the world <laughs> I swear to god this guy was so big he could have picked Chris up and beaten me to death using Chris <laughs> oh wait uh, that's an amazing story eh? yeah I've, I've, That's the I've, power of beer, talking. Yeah, I know. It makes you confident when you really, really shouldn't be. Okay, yeah. <laughs> That's the second episode we have where the power of beer is a theme. <laughs> 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 I, I hope it doesn't catch on that this transforms into a, a drunk podcast or something. I know, yeah. Like I'm, I'm very well aware of the fact that I'm an Irish guy on your podcast, and the first story I can tell is about me drinking and getting drunk and almost getting into a fight. It's but, genius. You know. It's absolutely genius. <laughs> yeah, that, that was an excellent uh, idea. Another thing, uh, how many volunteers you have with you working? Oh, I had, um, I had a group of five volunteers. I had, uh, and- it was five including me, so it was three girls and uh, one guy including me. And myself. And were they all European or were there people from other nationalities? I mean, South America, Asia, I don't know. Oh, yeah, they, they were all from all over the world. Um, God, I had a German girl, a French girl, an American guy, that was Chris. And um, a girl from the UK. But I've worked with um, volunteers before that were, have been from Switzerland, 
and even as far as Hong Kong. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, you're, so thanks for, for your story. It was quite good. Yeah, it, it was funny. We needed a, a funny, uh, another funny story. This one definitely makes the cut. Okay, cool. Thanks very much. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for everything. We'll keep in contact. Okay? No problem. Okay, I'll keep in contact. Okay. Bye. 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 Thanks, Alex, for sharing your story with us. That would be it for today, guys. We hope you like Alex's story. When he got asked if he was either a man or a moose, he didn't back down. I hope you found it as funny as we did. <laughs> Please remember to share and like us on Facebook. Until next time, goodbye.